Hey everyone, welcome to The Recruitment Show. We are talking about all of the major topics that people are discussing right now. Everything recruiting, future of work, and everything in between. I've got guests from all over the world to come and share their perspective and their thoughts and feelings and all of that stuff on these key topics. It might not be politically correct. It might not be what you want to hear, but it's people's perspectives and it's important to hear people's perspectives. I love storytelling and I think one story can illuminate a million more and really increase our understanding of these topics. So sit back, whether you're watching live or after, grab a drink, take a seat and enjoy. Hey everyone. Um, right. I'm going to get graded on if I can pronounce Virgil Rangard's name correctly. Uh, how am I doing out of 10? So you got your Rangard, Lewis. Yeah, it's just the last bit. Yeah, right there. there you go. 9.5. And of course, I'm French, so I can't give you a 10. Like, I feel like I have to be the arrogant snob one being like, you can't ever wish 10. I love that. I love that. My dad's first language is French. Um, embarrassingly, though, my French is less than a 9.5 out of 10. So you were very generous. I, which very generous. Thank you so much. Um, also, look, I mean, let me give you a little intro. I want to set some like the context. And obviously we're going to talk about pay, pa pay transparency. Let me get this on there, um, which which is so topical right now um, globally. You know, like we, we do a lot in the US and there's different rules and regulations and things like that. Obviously, we're both in, well, I'll say we're both in Europe. I'm strictly speaking, I'm in London, so not really. But, um, but you know, <laughs> uh, so so we'll kind of give, give some context and stuff and um then it's going to be a brilliant conversation and i know just to kind of set set the scene so um so you're you're the ceo of figures which is a platform yep. used by i don't think thousands of startups mostly across europe um and it's a real-time compensation benchmarking platform and aiming to bring more transparency and fairness to companies pay policies um i love that i hope i've done i hope i've done that justice yeah no perfect I say I'd say we are a bit more than a compensation benchmarking platform now because we yeah, we're going to talk about that. We help companies manage their compensation, like their salary ranges and sharing their salary ranges internally and externally, which is kind of aligned with the topic. So we are more than benchmarking, but apart from that, hundred percent correct. Let's explore that a little bit more then, um, just to kind of again just proper succinct. So, what exactly is the platform doing, and then we can d delve into into pay and transparency and so forth. Yes, for sure. Um, so the first, the first um, area of the platform is indeed compensation benchmarking. What what we do is we aggregate data from like twelve hundred companies. We are plugged into their HR system, all secure, privacy compliant, GDPR compliant, and so on. And we pull in data that we aggregate, and then we we give back like an overview of the market, like how much is a data scientist earning in London, how much is a product marketing manager earning in Berlin, stuff like that. So we have this like real time, real time because we are plugged to our user HR system and we pull in data every day, right? Compensation benchmarking, that's the first thing we do. Second thing we do is we help companies make sense of the data and manage the resulting data and like create, for example, create their salary bands online instead of doing it in spreadsheets, share the salary ranges with their managers, employees, recruiters, and soon candidates. Uh, in a more efficient way than they're currently doing because like nearly everyone is doing it through spreadsheets like I did because I'm a former HR, right? I have done 
12 years in yeah. resources, I created figures to patch that problem and to give like a better tooling and a better solution to manage compensation. Yeah. I always find that the bands are it's difficult because there's also there's an internal market almost, right, of what people are earning currently. And as we all know, like it doesn't pay to stay at a company, right? You end up maybe getting little little increases and you know things like that. It pays to move a lot, right? And so you always have this internal market where people are getting X and then they're looking to hire. And 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 it was all, so much of the time people are coming in over over the bandings that, that these companies set because the bandings are often often set from their internal market. Now, if someone's already on that in another firm, you're going to have to go above. There's a big issue now, I think, I'm seeing where people are coming in above bandings. People have stayed a while. They feel they're underpaid, and there's just this whole messy... What are you seeing there? Are you seeing the same thing? Yeah, for sure. So two things, right? The first thing you said is exactly right, is on average, people get... Uh, an increase that's twice larger by moving as other thing. Like on average across the year, till true to today, if you want to get an increase, you get twice as large of an increase on average, changing job rather than staying in the company, which is a bit of a disaster, of course. And what's happening right now is that, especially with the past few years, like with the last two and three years, especially within the tech industry where things have been going crazy, where wages kept going up and up and up and up, of course you had to pay a premium to attract people, like you said, especially if you were a fast-growing company in which fulfilling your hiring plan was more important than getting people at the correct compensation, right? You, you're yeah. like, okay, I know I should get this person like 80K max, but if I don't get him, I'm screwed with my hiring plan. So I give him 90 just to close that person up, right? With this ongoing circle of like keep getting people higher and higher was fine when you had the budget to, at the same time, continually increase those bands. And now what happened? Economic downturn, people stop hiring, and now they don't have as much budget to start increasing their bands, increasing their employees, and they left with the legacy of the people they hired over the last two years, were way overpaid compared to most of the people they have in-house. Massive issue at the moment, probably the number one issue for most companies we, we talk to. That is interesting, because you, obviously you're in the start, kind of startup space, right? Um... Yep. So what's what's interesting is, is you're right. If you go back a few years where there was just a hiring, everyone was hiring, and and and, and most of the companies um, in in the kind of your space, I guess, are, are VC backed, right? As in, yep. they've raised money, so they're not making any money. They're losing money every month. They're re-raising every eighteen months or whatever it might be, and and pretty much all that money goes to talent to hiring, and and you yep. just and you, it's all of it, right? And you just saw, I, I saw anyway, just these companies just focusing on. Just, you know, oh, let's give them 10K more, 20K more, whatever. Um, and they focus so much on that, right? Versus actually, you know, because if you speak with people, money is very rarely top of the top of the list of things that they want or makes them, you know, like some people will give up 10K to be more happy in a job. And, and so I think like, you know, all the other things like culture, um, just being kind to people, you know, like creating a really nice environment where people can learn, develop, do well, that kind of, you know, almost sit by the wayside. And I, and I think, you know, people missed a trick there. You know, if you're just focusing on just more, more, more money, you do run into, you do run into problems. And there was a lot of, sorry, go on, you're going to say. Um... No, but I think you're exactly right. I think you create some kind of like fairness or salary debt. I like this term of like, when you keep hiring people at higher comp than you should, based on the internal market, as you meant earlier, you're creating something that's going to come and bite you in like a few months, yeah. a few years from now. Because people yeah. are talking, 
And because we're going to talk about it, pay transparency laws are going to expose companies' unfairness. They're going to expose their practices, their inequality to people, to candidates and employees. So it's going to be a massive issue. Companies that have done that for years are going to be the ones that suffer the most in the next few months and years for sure. Yeah, no, it's true. Now, now if I just if I just argue the other side a little bit, so I mean, you know, there's there's an argument obviously for let's get the best people in, and maybe that person costs me thirty thousand more than someone else. I don't really care. I just want the best engineers to come and develop my my products, right? I want to just poach them from my competitors because you can have the best business plan but if you don't have the good people. You know, yeah, but that's fine as long as you pay the people that are within your company. And there's also the ones that are the top performers possible, right? There's the ones that are supposed to be high performing. If you pay them well as well, it's fine. It's basically what has been Netflix approach and well-documented compensation policy for years, right? Their policy was, we're going to pay top of the market. We're going to hire the best. We're going to pay them the best potential package they're going to get everywhere. But then once you're in, if you realize you're not part of the best, we're going to get you out. But... We want the best. We're going to pay everyone the best. That's alignment between their cultural beliefs and their compensation practices. And that's fine. That's, I, I agree with you. That's fine. Yeah. But most people aren't like that, are they? I mean, I think a lot, I think a lot exactly. it's your point, right? I think there's a lot of opaqueness, that's even a word. But, you know, like just you're, a lot of people are in a firm and some people share the salary information, some people don't. You may have seen an advert, and that, that that's when I think the problems start to come. You know, when it's not transparent. Exactly. Um, it's going to be more. So that's a topic, right? That's a big thing. That's the undercurrent is rather than just the amount, transparency and fairness are becoming more and more top of mind, and it's going to be more and more top of mind for employees and candidates alike. And it's not yeah. only going to be about what's the amount I'm getting. It's like why am I getting this amount? What are others getting? Am I being paid fairly compared to other people? Can you share more information about that? That's good, like, what's to come, right? So, so, so just explore that a bit more. So you mentioned pay transparency rules that are coming. Yeah. Can you just share what are they? Um, is that across Europe, country specific? Like just for those that don't know, can you give us a little so, overview? Yeah, of course. So of, it's important to understand that why is there a pay transparency push? It become, it's because like more and more research shows that the more transparency, the more information is out there for candidates to know what fair pay should be, the less unfairness and inequality there is, right? This is what something we showed with our own database, right? We, we surveyed 800 companies. We asked them how transparent they were with pay, not at all, some information about their policy, transparent on their salary bands and salary ranges, or even free transparency on individual salaries within the company, which is what we do at Figures, by the way. And what we saw is a huge correlation into the reduction of the gender pay gap with transparency. The more companies are transparent, the less inequality and the less gender pay gap there is within their company. And this is what is pushing lawmakers to progress on that front. And it started in the US. The big push was in the US last year, state of New York, state of California, uh, late last year, pushed laws to say every job ad out there should contain a salary range. Right, so that's a push. That's also being voted in more and more states in the U.S. So this is ongoing and something that's not going to stop. And now in Europe, the big move has been end of March. European Parliament voted a directive that's going to force every European Union member 
within the next three years to implement laws in that direction. Sharing salary ranges on job ads. Publicly sharing your gender pay gap on your website. Forbidden to ask to, um, to candidates what their current compensation is. Massive change for recruiting, right? And you know a lot about that. Uh, forbidden to, to, for employees not to be able to talk salaries internally because some people were putting in their contract, you're forbidden to share your salary with your peers. Gone. Yeah. So many changes are coming in the next three years. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. I mean, so my experience, I mean, we have a US, we, we do a lot in the US, we have a US team and stuff. And so it's already there, right? Like you're absolutely, yeah. you were right. So we, we, we're not able to ask candidates what they're currently earning. And, and also companies aren't. So to recruiters, HR professionals, yeah. hiring managers, whoever, not allowed to ask. And then you're right, those two states, you know, New York, California, um, they publish, have to publish pay ranges, otherwise they get quite big fines. Um, I think yep. it's, it's, it's actually fascinating. And I think, I think there's good, arg there's arguments to both sides on how this works. I, I think what we've seen, interestingly, and there's other dynamics maybe at play, but the pay, the pay, the, the, the wage inflation has been crazy, like a good yep. crazy in the US. Um, and I think what's interesting is that, you know, I think it's, it's wonderful. Like, you know, you're hiring for someone who cares what they're earning right now. They could be earning more, they could be earning less, whatever, right? Like I'm hiring for a CFO and I'm willing to pay whatever X and Y, whatever, right? And, and, and you can apply or not. It's fine, right? And I think that's a really good thing. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot of people that, that get under market rate. If they've, you know, a lot, you see a lot of like immigrants often get unpaid a little bit, paid a bit less. They haven't got quite, you know, market experience and all of yep. these things. It could be gender, it could be whatever, whatever it is. It does, doesn't matter particularly, but, but you know, you see a bit of unfairness. I think that's a good thing. Um, I think it's caused some issues around, um, we were just talking about it, the internal market and the external market. Um, you know, I've spoken to a lot of folks, so they, they've, they've um, you know, people are coming in, um, internal team know exactly the range and they're like, hold on a sec, I'm not even getting paid bottom of the range. Uh, <laughs> what's going on? You know, so, so it's holding people to account now, you know, and some companies can afford, because you have had, like, the, the salaries have gone up and, you know, not every company can afford to, you know, to pay, you know, the top, top rate. So, um, the other thing just, just on before I, I, I know talking a lot about just before you answer this, I think, um, the pay rate, the pay ranges are interesting because like, you know, hands up who wants to get paid bomb with the pay range. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a no problem, right? Of course. Of course. That's a true problem with like advertising the pay ranges is that no one is going to come with like, okay, pay range is like 60 to 80. Oh yeah. 60 is fine. I'm I'm gonna get sixty. I'm fine with sixty. Yeah, uh, that's that's a big issue, and that that's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out as there's more and more job ads doing salary ranges and how candidates will get used to that and so on. But to your first point, I think it's a good thing because the, the example of like there's been multiple documented examples. There was a Twitter thread that blew up with like an employee being like, "Okay, I've seen a job ad form uh, all similar to mine being posted, and the salary range is like twenty k." That's a 20k above what I'm making, right? And completely blew up. The company pulled out of their job ads and so on. That's going to come. But that's going to force companies to be, before it, before they start publishing salary ranges externally, what they have to have to do is like take a good look internally and being like, okay, where are the unfairness in my company? When I start to publicize and to advertise some of my salary ranges, who's going to be pissed off? What can I do proactively to tackle those issues? So it's going to be a journey before we get to actually 
share salary ranges, like fixing internal unfairness first. That's going to be the first topic, right? It's not about communicating salary ranges to start with. It's about looking internally and fixing unfairness before taking care of the external communication. But I think, so I think fairness is interesting. I want to just explore that because a lot of th people think fairness is being paid the same. I don't think that's fair, right? That's not fairness. Go like, you know, let's be, let's, um, I, w I who doesn't, right? I wanted to be a professional footballer when I was growing up, right? Um, now, you know, as much as I wanted to be, I'm not as good as Mbappe, right? Mbappe is getting paid what? Like 200 million, 250 million plus, right? Now, I'm not going to get paid that to play football. So like re relating it to work, you know, I think, you know, there's, there's levels to the game, right? Like people are better than other people and stuff. And I think for me, fairness is about, is being paid for your skills, your talent, for you know, how good you are at certain things. And, and I think, and I think maybe companies need to get better at actually almost like, you know, what do I need to do to get this kind of salary? Or why is that person earning more than me? Is it because they've been in the game longer and they've been through up downturns and they know how to, you know, to deal with difficult situations. And so I think it's, it's for me that that's fairness. And I think sometimes, you know, it can be just mistaken for, well, we're doing, we've got the same job title. Should we get, should we should get paid the same? What do you think? What do you think? So as the first thing I, I think is that there's no absolute truth when it's what, what's fair or what's not when it comes to compensation, right? And there's multiple areas in which it's true. Like one glaring example is if you pay foreign employees or people working abroad the same way that let's say you're a UK-based company, you have offices of a branch in Greece. Is it fair to pay your Greek employee like 40, in fact, 40 to 60% below UK rates? Is it fair if they're doing the same job? Maybe, because you're like, it's your compensation should be tied to your cost of living and your expenses, and they have less expenses than UK-based employees, therefore it's fair. Yeah, but other people could be like, no, but it's just doing straight jobs, I should be paid the same thing. Here's the thing, fairness is not absolute, and I think you have to take a stance as a company to say, this is what's fair for me. You said that to you being like fairness and not paying everyone the same, some companies are like, you know what, everyone with the same role at the same level would be paid the same thing, regardless of performance and skills. And they think it's fair, and some candidates will apply to this company because they think it's a fair, fair way to pay. I disagree with yeah. it. You disagree with it, but their vision of fairness. Let me give you another example. One of our client company, Shine, a bank, I think there are 600, 700 employees. They give, they incorporate in the salary a pattern, the number of dependents you have. So if you have, like, I think it's around two to three kids a year, if you have three kids that you take care of, you're going to get 6K more on your salary every year. Is that fair? That's their vision of fairness. That's their culture and belief around compensation. And you know, some people think like, it's not fair at all. Do you think that's fair? That's like the same person doing the same job, the same level of performance. One has three kids is being paid more than the one that chose not to have kids. That's their vision of fairness. And you know what? I applaud that because that's, they take a cultural stance of saying, we think that's fair. And if you don't think it's fair, don't come work for us. Right? Say we're yeah, yeah. discussing I'm fine. No, they do what I... I love, I love it. I love that. Um, um, because I think you've got to be true to yourself, right? Like you've got to be, you've got to be authentic and stuff. And then if you believe, you know, there's many people who believe different things, right? And I think, I think as long as you stand by what you believe and you communicate it like that, then I think that's wonderful because, you know, there's a place for everyone in this world. And, and I think the trick with recruiting, with work, whatever, is finding the right place for you. 
you know and i think i think on on pay on fairness and stuff if you're completely transparent with that you know either it's we'll get paid the same for the same job or we're going to grade you and the high performers are going to get paid more and that's why or you get paid because you've got more kids or you know you don't want kids but we'll give you puppy paternity leave so you can spend time with your new puppy because you're not going to get maternity leave great i think so i'm all in on that i'm all in Exactly. So I think it's like, what is fairness to you? And I don't think there's any general truth. Same thing with like the way you pay remote people. Stay true to that and communicate to that so that you, you actually hire and retain people that are aligned with that, right? And your piece of fairness could be, once again, I will only increase 10% of my population every year. I want to reward only the 10% of my population with high increases. Everyone else is going to get zero. Maybe, right? If you're yeah. clear with that, if you're aligned with that, and if people that join you are aligned with those core principles, why not? That's that could be fair to you. That could be fair to them, and could be completely unfair to someone else and another organization. It's fine as long as you're aligned with true to yourself, aligned with what you believe, and that you're clear about it. I think with people you're going to hire. Yeah. No. No. I like that. I like that. You know, because I think you know you're talking about business work. You know, I mean, you know, all of these countries in Europe are capitalist, right? Let's let's be be frank. And so, and, and you know, like. You get rewarded for for doing well. I think in life, you know, if you're better at some, better than someone in something. Um, sports always such a great example because it's such a stark example. It's like you know, you want to be. For me, it's like you want to be. You want to have a quality of opportunity, right? You want to have the opportunity to be in the game, to start the start line, to whatever, right? You don't want to be, you know. And and I think that's that's a great thing to aim for. Um, and I think it's also really good. Like you want to be able to. You want to be able to to improve your situation. You know, you want to know that you've got the opportunity to to to, to earn money and do well and learn and and all of those things. And I think as a company, communicating these things it gives you a great chance at attracting people. Because forget the pay, just the fact that you're you know commuting communicating in that in that way shows a lot about your culture and your values and things. Which it's a good it's a good way to do it. Yeah. Right, and you know that actually like studies prove that that on average, if you're being transparent, and we partnered with like OTA on this as well, and they show that at equal like compensation and offer, if the job ads that are fully transparent by the companies that are fully transparent on like the, the salary range, who they are the company, get twice more application. And that's true to us, right? We are paying media of the market. We're, you go on our website, we're transparent about our compensation policies, not to pay above the median of the market. We are strictly middle of the pack, but we are super transparent on what we pay, what we pay for each role, each location. And we are very transparent with that. And we actually get a lot of applications of people that could be like, you know what? Originally, pay is below what I was expecting, but it feels so good to join a company who seems to share my culture, my, culture, my values, and so on, that I'll accept this package because it feels like, once again, it's a place aligned culturally with my deep belief. Yeah, and no, I like that. Um so someone's hiring right now, well, in the next three years, because if it gets implemented in the next three years. So you've got like, you've got pay ranges. Now, as I kind of alluded to a little bit with, if I look at the experience in the US, pay ranges is a weird thing to publish because no one wants to get paid bump with a range. And so, and so it feels like with pay ranges, you either, if you publish it, you have to be, I think, quite specific on, so why have you offered me this amount? when I know it goes up to this amount. I think you have to be quite clear. Or maybe, are you able to publish a number? Rather you're, than a you're, able to, you're, you're able to. 
you need to have, and you know, in fact, what's interesting in terms of law, you know what, if you go on Netflix career page right now, I didn't go in the last two or three weeks, but last time I checked like three weeks ago, they still do this, right? And they've been doing this for months. You go for the ad, take any ad. Last, last one I checked was like product manager in California, I think Los Angeles. The advertised salary range was like between 60 and 800K a year. And oh, they are the... advertising salary ranges, right? They are not just really playing by the rule. And right now the law hasn't adapted. You know, it's always a cat and mouse game. Like the lawmakers, companies find a way and so on. I think, I think companies that are doing that and that don't have Netflix employer brand might get punished by candidates could be like, okay, they're just making a fool out of the whole thing. I'm not like going to apply to it, right? So I think the way to go is to show a range or a number if you're that type of company and be super specific on this is how we get to this number. This is how we, we're going to be sure you're dealt with fairly when it comes to compensation. And I think people buzz into that. People buzz into getting more transparency and more and more companies will do it, in fact. And the companies like don't so. will suffer, will suffer in terms of employer branding. I think so. I'm, I'm going to, let me see if this works. I'm just going to, I've got, I got, um, I've got the page up actually. So just to, uh, here you go. Let me see. You want to have a look at like our page of Netflix, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just, yeah, here you go. Let's just show, let's just show people just in case I haven't oh. seen. Um, here we go. So this is just a random job and, and you can see, yeah, you're right. Here we go. So you can see yeah, there. Yeah. Energy yeah. to 350. I mean, that's huge. That's huge. <laughs> I mean, so, so yeah. using this as an example, what, what's the point? I mean, are they, are they kind of like just, I mean, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you what Netflix would say if you ask them, and then I'll tell you my true belief, right? What yeah. they would say is like, you know what? We have a generic job posting for machine learning engineer or product manager. And we don't know when the, before starting to talk to the candidate and to assess the candidate whether the person is going to be junior deserving of 80K or a senior principal machine learning engineer deserving of so we advertise both roles. My belief is, that's not true. It's just don't want to, they want to keep options open because if you want to, then just display. If you end up being evaluated as a junior machine learning engineer, you're going to be paid between 80 and 120, intermediate between 110 and 170. Display those ranges, right? They, they have ranges intermediate. They're just being bored because it's easier for them to manage. They don't have to deal with it. They don't want to take the risk of entering those those negotiations and they can because they have a great employer one. I don't think most companies out there can afford to play that game because they don't have a Netflix reputation. Maybe. Yeah. But that is also like almost the opposite. It comes across to me as like actually we don't want to be transparent. We want yeah. to be opaque. We don't want to tell you how much we're paying these folks. We don't want to share that information with the competition. And we're just going to, whatever, just publish whatever we want and apply for the job yeah. and we'll see what we can negotiate. It's, it's just trying to be compliant with the law without playing by the spirit of the law, right? Which is to be transparent yeah. on paper, which is to tell candidates information about what they can expect. They're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Interesting. So in Europe now, so we've got, so we've got, so we have three years. Um, and so when, when do companies have to start thinking about this? Oof. So... This, first of all, too early. Else? No, 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 it's not too early at all. And I'm going to tell you more about that. Um, it's like the three years for each country to turn it into a local law with their local specificities and so on. For example, on the gender pay gap, maybe in France is going to be like, we want the requirement on gender pay gap measuring and reporting to be on social category. 
maybe uh, another country will be we want uh, reporting to be done by years of experience. You know, they need to adapt the directive into yeah. local law that makes sense for local specific local specificities. To your points, the big issue once again is for the larger companies. The smaller companies have a bit of time to get there. They might as well get started, but they have time to get there. The big issue is with the large companies. So we have a few clients now, and prospects. They trust me, they're very, very well aware of the directive, and they just care because they're like, okay, within three years, I have to start sharing my salary ranges on job ads. Right now, and we have one client that's hundred and thousand employees because we started as mostly startup. With we have more and more traditional and large companies right now, hundred thousand employees, and they're like, okay, my salary ranges at the moment outside of HR. There's only like 50 person that knows about those salary ranges. And as you said earlier on, before I start sharing those externally, I don't want to start sharing those externally before my employees get to know those ranges because it's going to be a, a huge mess. So I know that I have three years to start communicating those salary ranges to every employee. And before doing that, I have to start communicating those to every manager, train them on those salary ranges, then start sharing those to employees, and then start sharing those to candidates. In a company of 100,000 employees, you don't do that in two months. They're scared of the. They know they're going to need two to three years to get there. For sure. Interesting. Wow. And it's going to be big. It's going to be crazy. We've seen because um, obviously the other thing is only if you advertise jobs, right? Yeah. Is, is there any crew if you advertise jobs? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That's going to be the gender pay gap reporting. So you still have to advertise your gender pay gap, and if it's above five percent. You have to take actions and negotiate with like employer representative on action plans. But on the pure publishing the salary ranges, only on job ads, they said. On job ads, okay. And then yeah. and then job descriptions. It doesn't seem like TBC. We'll see. We'll see how it yeah, we'll see how it turns out. And we'll see how it turns out in the UK, right? UK not being part of the EU is gonna be interesting because they've been quite progressive. And historically, more progressive than the rest of Europe in, th in that area. So I'm, I'm wondering what's cooking for the UK and what might come even sooner than in the next few years. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard anything about the UK? I, I mean, are, are we going to... No, yeah, I haven't heard much. No, nothing, uh, nothing in terms of law, but I was uh, in contact last year, which was interesting. As a member of the cabinet that was on, on the task force for gender equality, part of the task force that pushed for the publishing of the gender equality scores and stuff like that in the UK, which has been a poor organization, I think above 250 employees. And at the time they said they were looking for any avenue to improve transparency. So I'm sure they are preparing something in that area. Sure they're still doing this. And everyone's doing it. Yeah. The US doing it, Europe's doing it. It's not, the, the machine won't be stopped and we won't get back to the old way. No, no, for sure. And also look, let's be honest as well. We have for publicly listed companies, you already know what the C the board members are earning, right? I mean, that's publicly available information anyway, right? Salary, yep. bonus, shares. I mean, that's been published for, you know, a long, long time. So so that's interesting. I think, um, yeah, I think the UK won't be too far away. I mean, we're never too far away from the US. You know, we're, we're quite, um, you know, our, our employment laws are pre pretty, well, we're, we're actually a bit better here. So, you know, in terms of like for employees, I mean, I know France is, is super strong on yep on it you know um, America's a little bit lack more lax but I think I think you should come in here I think it's it's gonna be interesting to see how it lands I think there's there's a lot of like um certainly on pay I mean you know a lot of companies are gonna are gonna struggle with with it there's just gonna be I think there's just gonna be so much dialogue internally a lot of disgruntled employees and I think it's gonna be just very interesting to navigate through it's gonna be big and you know we we keep talking about the laws upcoming laws but one thing, like Airbnb, for example. They said, okay, so 
as soon as some of the laws were being passed in the state of California and New York, says, okay, if I have to be transparent for my job in New York and California, I might as well do it for the entire U.S., right? So they, they started publishing the job, yeah. the salary ranges on everyone in the U.S. And then what did they say? If I'm doing it in the U.S., I might as well do it worldwide. So they're in the process of doing it worldwide. So my take is most of the innovative companies as a forward-thinking company will start doing it before it's not it's a liquid requirement and this will transform the market especially in areas such as tech where there's huge tension if you see some of the top 5 10 15 employers being super proactive and start doing it you don't want to be the one you don't want to be a laggard right you don't want to be late to the party you're going to start yeah. doing it before it's even a law so my take and i'm fairly confident on this Forward-thinking, forward-thinking companies will start doing it soon. Others will adapt before it's a legal requirement. So, in areas in which there's tension, like tech, it's going to be a normal, standard market practice before it's even a law. Interesting. What about people? Just on the, on the other side of the coin, I don't really like other people knowing what they earn. You know, like mm. it's never been a, it's never been a thing. It's it's always like you know, you go to a dinner party and you don't, you know, it's not cool to tell your mates what you're earning and you'll be uncomfortable and so two things about that Wes. i mentioned the survey we did on a paid transparency uh, i think it was a few months ago it's a super cultural thing right what is the number one country in europe in which there's a least paid transparency because culturally people just don't talk salaries can you guess germany france germany good guess germany and france is second right germany German people don't like talking about salary. And in fact, in the UK, on average, they are more comfortable talking about salary than they are in like France and in in Germany and Latin countries overall. So that's yeah. the first thing is, it depends, it varies from culture to culture. The second thing is, it's pretty interesting. So as I mentioned, we have a few client companies like ourselves who are fully transparent on salaries internally. Like everyone knows what everyone earns, including myself within my company. And I know a few companies that wanted to do that, like after they were, uh, not from the beginning of their company, but after they were like 50, 100, 150 employees. So they pulled their employees says, would you be okay if you moved to that? And I know, personally know of two companies that didn't do, do it. And what they said was pretty interesting. They said, the returns I get is number one, I don't want to know what, what I don't want other people to know what I'm making. Like there was too many, too many employees within their companies that were not comfortable with the ideas of without knowing their salaries. Right. But also what I didn't expect, there was in each case a significant number of employees that said, I'd rather not know what others are making because you know what? Adults, I think it gets, it drives me crazy to know what some of my peers and people are doing. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, yeah. isn't it? It's not, yeah. It's a very emotional, uh, you know, it's a very emotional uh, Subject, and it's why, you know, the name figures I, I, I gave to the company was for the ambiguity between it being numbers and also, you know, figures being a, a person like, uh, of course, a figure and so on. And in French, figures means visage, like the rest of the face. Yeah. And so to show that it's just, just numbers, right? There's people behind with their own ambition, friction, desire, and so on. So, so yeah, salary is a complex matter. It's a very emotional topic. No, it's very, it's very, and it's not, you know, universal. Because sometimes with these with these laws and stuff, it just, you just, people just get washed away. You know, you just kind of get carried into it, right? Um, and, and to your earlier point about, you know, certain environments are suited to certain people, right? And and you market your view of fairness or view of transparency and stuff. And I think, I think maybe in the end, you know, that people will be, people that really buy into this will be attracted to certain companies and others, 
they're a little bit more, um, I don't know, modest, for want of a better word, you, you know, just with how, how much they earn. And you're right, I don't really care what you earn. You know, I just want to do my work and I'm happy with it. And if you're better than me, great, you earn more. Or maybe even negotiated a few extra thousands. Good for you. I mean, yep. you know. But I think it's going to force companies to be more entrepreneurs about their belief around that. And therefore, they'll attract candidates that match their belief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think, it, and, and I think it's, 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 it's a good thing to encourage, force, encourage whatever companies to be a lot more fair and transparent and, and certainly thoughtful with, with why they offer people what they offer them. You know, because, you know, like I think ultimately you'll find that given it's a range, right, you, you won't always be earning the same as someone else doing your job, right? And I, and I think, for, and if for me, and I know there's different views on this, but for me, fairness is is I understand why you earn more than me or, I understand, or they understand why you're earning more, you know? And, and in certain roles, it's easy, like a sales role, you know, maybe your compensation is linked to performance is really easy to understand. But I don't know, like um, an HR role, um you know, something like that, um, non-revenue generating, sometimes it's a little bit harder to understand and I think it needs to be communicated well, you know. And I 100% agree with your definition, by the way, and I think it can vary from company to company, but I think what should, shouldn't vary and should be true in every company is being explicit about what drives compensation and what drives your starting compensation package when you join and what drives your potential increases. Do you take into consideration, like, for example, the diploma, when hiring, do you make differences based on the person, diploma or school or whatever? A lot of companies believe so. I don't believe so. Is there one fair thing more than another? I don't know. But being explicit about what you, what are the criteria used to drive compensation at your company should be done everywhere, in every case. You know, I love that. I love that. There's also, actually, if you think about the employee for a second as well, I think you need to, you as an employee, also need to appreciate that a company hopefully will do what they can you can't always get more and more and more and more money right you know like they're running a business and things like that and you know so i think be fair also with they kind of be you know be commercial about it because you know when when the going gets tough and you've seen redundancies this past year you know like people get cut if they need to make cuts and stuff and i think i think be commercial be fair you know be understanding as well um and, and i think that will again will help to build a good relationship with your manager whatever it might be you know don't go you know it's quite easy to get caught up in the i want more i want more i want more i want more and, and suddenly you find actually you know there is no more and you know you may be the next one out the door because I, I think there's a lot of value in in being building good relationships you know and, and behaving in the right way and things like that so you know oh, for sure thoughtful. for sure like it's something i um and because i have a background as an extension i really value the people that are just doing their best, committed, and not necessarily coming to, to us for an increase in insurance. And in fact, I have a personal goal not to reward those that continue as for a bigger increase all the time and trying to focus more on the ones that are not asking, just doing their best job possible. So it's not necessarily a career advice to people because if you tell that to people, maybe they won't negotiate and they may be exploited by companies who use that against them. But I'll say this, I'm doing my best for at my company to value those that are not out there all the time complaining, asking for an increase and so on. Like, I don't want to reward negotiation tactics too much. I want to reward just performance and people yeah. who are just committed to doing their best. Love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I need to get you back. I want to get you back in like regularly 
to as this law as these law as these laws you know develop and stuff it's such a great topic and not talked about enough but it's going to be talked about a lot coming going going forward uh, so for sure it'd be super interesting yeah. to see how the market changes in the next few months and years around that it's going to change the world of hiring i think it's going to be the biggest one but it's going to change Huge. a lot of stuff Huge. I mean, we're, we're already experiencing it in our US business and, and then Europe is going to be, I mean, it's a big change. So um, thank you so much for joining me and I'm going to be getting you back in um, soon to keep talking about it. So thank you so much for, for joining. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. Please do not forget to subscribe in all the usual places, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you like to watch or listen to a podcast. Any comments or feedback, please drop us a DM. If you've got anything that you want us to discuss, again, feel free to get in touch. Have a wonderful day.